everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to the Sipping Royalty Podcast. I'm your host, Reese, and Happy New Year. Um, it's been a really boring year so far. Nothing's happening in the world. Nothing's happening with the royal family. I just, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I don't even know why I'm doing this episode. I was just bored and I wanted to talk to everybody. So here I am. Um, oh my God, you guys. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so yeah, today has been wild. What the hell is going on? Um, subscribe to the podcast it's available everywhere search for sipping royalty click that subscribe button um leave me a five-star review i deserve it um <laughs> you can follow me on the socials i'm at sipping royalty on twitter and tumblr and i'm at sipping royalty pod on instagram follow me everywhere this is craziness um so this is an emergency podcast obviously because wild things are happening in the British royal family and oh my god um (laughs) I just I'm not even prepared for this let me tell you what what I was prepared for was to do an episode um (laughs) a new year's episode where I was all prepared to talk about Kate's birthday weekend and the turnip tops and earth shots and the return of Harry and Meghan to their royal duties. And now I'm like, uh, what the hell? Like what? So I was prepared for that. I was ready for that. I was going to record that episode tonight. And now I'm like, um so uh, what do I do um I'm I'm uh, I'm surprised that this happened today um I'm surprised that this is happening right now I'm not surprised that Harry and Meghan quit I think that I've been thinking that this is a possibility for a little bit now um I honestly didn't think it would happen though I was I was hopeful um at the at the end of last year and going into uh 2020 that the royal family would get everybody on the same page and that um that they would begin to show Harry and Meghan some support so that they continue could could continue uh to do their work um so yeah that's what i was expecting uh that didn't happen though uh, <laughs> it did not happen and um i think this is I think this is a huge mistake on the part of the royal family to have let to have let this situation get to this point. Um, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I think Harry and Meghan have always done the right thing or that they've not made mistakes. Um, I'm not even sure that they did 
this the right way. What I will say is that the Charles, the Queen, William could have all shown their support and they didn't. The Queen um, over the summer showed her support for Prince Andrew, who was hanging out with a sex trafficker and a pedophile and a rapist. Um, and she so she showed her support for him. You know, I will never ever forget her um, <clears throat> her ride. <laughs> Her ride to church with Prince Andrew, her laughing, smiling ride to church with Prince Andrew the day after Jeffrey Epstein died in prison. And that was her showing her support for her son. That was her saying, I'm standing behind him. Um, you know, there's nothing you can do about that. And the fact that none of them did that for Meghan and Harry after everything that they have gone through says a lot about who they are and that it's just I think what they were doing was such a mistake and so short-sighted and they are going to regret that they let it get to this point so what um let me read the statement because I was at Michael's today. I took the day off of work. I was at Michael's. I was actually walking out of Michael's and I was about to get in my car when I got the alert from Sussex Royal. <clears throat> and um, I saw the picture. The picture popped up as part of the alert. Um, and it was the picture of them when they were walking out to announce their engagement. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, what's like I was thinking, like, is this some sort of anniversary or something for them? I could like um, to bring up that picture. I was like, what is that going to be? And um, I opened it up and whoa, uh, this is what I got. After many months of reflection and internal discussions, we have chosen to make a transition this year and starting to carve out a progressive new role within this institution. We intend to step back as senior members of the royal family and work to become financially independent while continuing to fully support Her Majesty the Queen. It is with your encouragement, particularly over the last few years, that we feel prepared to make this adjustment. We now plan to balance our time between the United Kingdom and North America, continuing to honor our duty to the Queen, the Commonwealth, and our patronages. This geographic balance will enable us, enable us to raise our son with an appreciation for the royal tradition into which he was born, while also providing our family with the space to focus on the next chapter, including the launch of our new charitable ent entity. We look forward to sharing our full details to sharing the full details of this exciting next step in due course as we continue to collaborate with Her Majesty the Queen, the Prince of Wales, the Duke of Cambridge, and all relevant parties. Until then, please accept our deepest thanks for your continued support. So, yeah. Um, Harry and Meghan have quit. They are no longer... 
senior members of the royal family. Now, <clears throat> senior members is um, it, it's a tr tricky thing because it's not really a, a designation. It's just it's 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 a it's own separate thing that that usually members of the media and royal watchers use to designate who is you know who are going to be the 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 working royals who um have the most prominent roles in the in the royal family and other members of the royal family so harry and Meghan, as charles um ascends to the throne harry and Meghan were going to have more prominent roles but they were also going to be charles has been talking about um slimming down the monarchy so well, they were going to have prominent roles for a while. They were going to, obviously, it was going to recede um, as William's children get older and, you know, William will become king one day, uh, maybe, if <laughs> if the monarchy uh, continues. So <clears throat> that's how it was going to be. So <laughs> they, have, they have a new website, sussexroyal.com. Um, it's all done up now. It doesn't just have the statement from Harry. It now has um, the statement that they released today and um, uh, basically a frequently asked questions portion, um, a portion where they talk about their media, the, how they're going to deal with the media, which I think is really important and a big part of the reason why they have decided to step back um yeah this is some this is wild you guys because um so if you've been paying attention you know how the media has been toward the Sussexes and the sort the biased media coverage the really nasty and often racist and xenophobic media coverage um of the Sussexes and particularly Megan so I for one did not think that they could continue in the the way things were I thought things had to change and I guess my mistake was in believing that senior the other senior members of the royal family recognized that things had to change as well um and obviously I gave them more credit than they deserved because they uh, they weren't smart enough to see that um yeah you don't sit back while the only person of color and the royal family has is being just abused in the media on a daily basis for a, I don't know how many months. Um, and the call was coming from inside the house, basically. Um, it was it's the media, but they're they're being fed from whether it's people in the family or courtiers. Um, the call was it was coming from within the family so it was up to <laughs> senior members of the family to put a stop to it or to at least show a united front with Harry and Meghan and say hey um what's happening here is not right 
and we're going to stand behind Megan. We're going to stand behind the Sussexes and we're going to show a united front as a family. But what they chose to do is support Prince Andrew until that blew up in their faces. And Andrew did that, that terrible interview and they were basically forced into pushing Andrew out because the queen was not going to do that. Um, if you listen to the, the Andrew episode I did a few months ago, you know that when the Jeffrey Epstein stuff came up the first time, the queen gave him a medal and she stood behind him and this, all that stuff went away. The only thing he lost was a job that he, he didn't really want, he wasn't good at. And, um, you know, that was sort of the trade-off when it came up again last year, what she did was she took that car ride with Andrew um, the day after Jeffrey Epstein uh, died in prison. She took that that laughing, smiling car ride, and that was supposed to be the end of it. But it didn't go away. The printing, the the <laughs> all of the the Epstein stuff kept coming up. It kept staying in the news, and so this is where we are now, where Andrew had to resign. So, yeah. And so they allowed they allowed the press to connect Harry and Meghan to Prince Andrew. They allowed uh, the press to make it seem as if Harry and Meghan were do- making were doing all of these terrible things, and they stood by while while Meghan was basically thrown under the bus, or they not just stood by they maybe participated in Megan being thrown under the bus uh in order to cover up some of the things that were also happening in the family like Prince Andrew you know um for a long time people were saying that whenever um you know new information about Jeffrey Epstein would come up it was suddenly time to throw Megan under the bus there would be a new Megan story about how um you know the the whole private plane thing blew up for way too many days you know <clears throat> just a lot of a lot of things that would have been a story for a day or two turned into these humongous stories and that still come up you know anytime you read an article about um Harry and Meghan traveling it they there's always this acknowledgement that they're now they're not flying by private jet they're they're taking a commercial flight now you know they learned their lesson as if Harry and Meghan are the only members of the royal family that have ever used a private jet um as if they don't know that Harry and Meghan fly flew commercially all the time so it was just this sort of this false narrative that has been put out by Megan and that the rest of the family just stood around and accepted. Um, and Harry and Megan have decided that it's no longer, um, this situation is no longer tenable. Um, and I just, I was, I think I was giving, I was giving them way too much credit because I was, or maybe giving them the benefit of the doubt because I feel like they were not prepared 
for a person of color to be a member of the family. They thought they can invite Megan in and be hailed as this progressive institution. And it's like, oh, yes, we, we allowed, um, the queen could say, I allowed my grandson to marry this half black woman. And Prince Charles could say, look at me. I'm this great guy. Her father abandoned her on her wedding day. And I walked her down the aisle and look at how great I am that I walked my, um, my biracial future daughter-in-law down the aisle isn't it so great and he was he was coasting on that for a while and it was like oh it's so amazing the the royal family is so progressive and then the tide turned and Megan was um she was vulgar she was breaking protocol at every turn it was like she's breaking protocol for wearing wedges she's breaking um she wore an off-the-shoulder dress she's she's vulgar she wore black nail polish how could she do this she's changing the royal family why doesn't she want to follow the rules when the truth is megan was being criticized um for things that other members of the royal family were doing and nobody was acknowledging that um and i'm going to be fair this has happened to Kate as well. Kate has been criticized for, um, you know, the way she dresses when other members of the royal family have done it before too, blah, blah, blah. It has happened before. But with Megan, it reached, it was blown, everything she did was blown so out of proportion that it was like, really? Like, this is what we're really doing? <laughs> um they take a private jet and it's for over for over a week <clears throat> it was like it was just basically people going on tv and taking a crap on them um and specifically megan it was and then the um the whole situation with their house with frogmore cottage um it was members in the media members of the royal rota who i'll I'll talk about in a second um sort of not not always lying but not telling the full truth about uh how their home was funded and um just not not exactly putting out misinformation all the time but sitting but just staying quiet while misinformation was put out to the public and not correcting it at all so the situation with frogmore cottage is that harry and megan's home <clears throat> first of all it was they were getting criticized for not taking the apartment next door to william and kate um, and it was sup supposedly that apartment was already and it was a, a bunch of stories just sort of to fuel the 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 rumors of the feud between the Sussexes and the Cambridges. So when they didn't move into there, they got a whole, you know, bunch of press out of how there's still a feud. Harry and Meghan don't want to live next door to William and Kate. Um, and then it was look at all the, the money that harry and megan are spending the taxpayer money that harry and megan are spending to refurbish frogmore cottage when the truth is that the queen had to refurbish refurbish their home it is her responsibility she had to there was already the work was already being done on frogmore cottage and since the work was already being done harry and megan decided to move in there um and so but that went on and and it was all sort of a 
to get Harry and Meghan in line, I believe, by the media, maybe even by the family for for them to do basically do the William and Kate thing. Harry and Meghan didn't do the walk outside of the hospital with baby Archie. Um, they did something different. They gave them, they did it in Windsor Castle. They introduced Archie to the world. Um, they decided to cut off the media at that point. And it was just, it was this back and forth between them and the media and maybe even uh, members of the family who, or palace courtiers who didn't, who don't, who don't like change and who like the status quo and, you know, and that's just, that's just how it is. Um, so what now? So like I said, the media part, the media part on their website um, is really important because they say that they are going to change their media policy and it says in the spring of 2020, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex will be adopting a revised media approach to ensure diverse and open access to their work. This is important because there's zero diversity. Um, <laughs> there are, I'm sure, I don't know if there are black members of the Royal Rota, but you certainly don't see them very much. And if you don't belong to one of the major British um, media organizations, then you you basically can't cover the the royal family. And I think it was a big mistake for them for the royal family not to allow a more diverse group in, especially when Meghan got there. They should have div- they should have more diverse. Um, members of the media covering them to begin with but when Megan got there I think it became so glaringly obvious that it was all white people um, and all (laughs) white British people so there's zero acknowledgement of the racism um, of the xenophobia it was it's just like they just they all got online and they say it, you know it's not the the coverage of Megan is not racist it's not racist there's no racism and basically if they're not calling her the n word um then it there's no racism you know there's racism is just it doesn't exist um or it does exist but there's nothing happening here Megan is not being treated differently because there's no racism here we're not racist um, and that's all they, you know, would always say whenever you confront them online about anything that they write about Megan, it's like, this is not racist because we said it's not racist. So it's not racist. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> so they want to, they want a more diverse, I'm guessing and re and racial make and, and the, the organizations that, uh, cover them. So <clears throat> So what they plan to do, the the updated approach aims to engage with grassroots media organizations and young up-and-coming journalists, invite special media to specific events, engagement <clears throat> slash engagements to give greater access to their cause-driven activities, widening the spectrum of news coverage, provide access to credible media outlets, <laughs> ding, 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 focused on objective news reporting to cover key moments and events continue to share information directly to wider 
to the wider public via their official communication channel, Sussex Royal um, Instagram account, no longer participate in the Royal Rota system. So, and they, they're very helpful because they say, they give you, <laughs> what is the Royal Rota system? Um, here's the answer. The Royal Rota was established more than 40 years ago as a way of giving UK print and broadcast media exclusive inside access to the official engagements of members of the Royal family. Under this system, the Rota or pool gives these British media representatives the opportunity to exclusively cover an event on the understanding that they will share factual material obtained with other members of their sector who request it. <clears throat> so basically the members of the organizations that are allowed to cover the Royal family, they go cover the events and then their print goes out to organizations around the world. So when you see um, the coverage from like, say the, the event that Megan and Harry did yesterday at the, at Canada house, um, uh, the members of the Royal Rota go there and then whatever they say goes out to all over the world, goes out to page six, goes out to People Magazine. Well, I'm not sure about People Magazine, but just whoever, it just goes out to everybody. So whatever they write, their version of events goes out to everybody. Um, and so Harry and Meghan want to bypass the system. And it says... Um, the current system predates the dramatic transformation of news reporting in the digital age. The core group of UK outlets with Royal Rota access remain the predominant news source through which worldwide media organizations receive content on the official engagements of members of the Royal family. These media, these UK media outlets are the Daily Express, the Daily Mail, the Daily Mirror, the Evening Standard, the Telegraph, the Times, the sun. Why have the Duke and Duchess of Sussex elected to change their media policy now? The Duke and Duchess have chosen to revise their media policy to reflect both their forthcoming change as members of the royal family with financial independence and their wish to re reshape and broaden access to their work. The restrictions, there's, there's really a lot of restrictions on them as far as how they can release photographs. Um, there's a lot of upset every time the, the Sussexes choose to release photographs of like say Archie or the christening um, before they give it to the press in the UK because there's this understanding. And basically Harry and Meghan are don't want to play that game anymore because I'm guessing because she's being treated so badly and because Harry has always had a problem with the media. I mean, let's be honest. Harry hates the media. Um, and the way they've treated Megan has just, I, I feel like it's sealed um, his hatred and there's no going back. Um, you know, I have been saying that I think, I think there needs to be some give on both sides, but now they don't have their, well, according to this, they're not going to, since they're not going to be senior members of the Royal family, um, they're not going to be getting money. Um, and that's a big deal because taxpayer money is brought up a lot. Um, you know, 
every time Megan does anything, it's taxpayer money is paying for this. You have to, you better get in line. Taxpayer money. We want to see your baby. It's taxpayer money. You better present that baby to us. We own that baby. Um, you know, we're paying taxpayer money so you can blah, blah, blah. And so now they've said, hey, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to do that. Um, so F the Royal Rota, I guess. Um, <laughs> um, and it says, how does the new media policy relate to the UK's royal correspondence? Um, Britain's royal correspondence. This is so shady. <laughs> Britain's royal correspondents are regarded internationally as credible sources of both the work of the members of the royal family as well as their private lives. This misconception <laughs> propels coverage that is often carried by other outlets around the world, amplifying frequent misreporting. Regrettably, stories that may have been filed accurately by royal correspondents are also often edited or rewritten by media editorial teams to present false impressions so yeah like like i was saying um yeah uh what is the duke and duchess duchess of sussex's stance on media in general the duke and duchess believe in free strong and open media industry which upholds accuracy and fosters inclusive inclusive why can't I say this? Inclusivity. Inclusive. I can't even. Why can't I say inclusivity? Um, okay. Diversity and tolerance. Oh, my God. You guys. Both the Duke and Duchess have collaborated with media, media organizations, including Time Magazine, National Geographic, The Daily Telegraph, a British, um, a British outlet, British Vogue, and various others. Their royal highnesses recognize that their roles as members of the royal family are subject to interest, and they welcome accurate and audience and honest media reporting, as well as being held to account if appropriate. Equally, like every member of society, they also value privacy as individuals and as a family. Um, and so, yeah, it goes on from there. They're going to continue with their social media platform, but yeah. Their interactions with the media have not been friendly or have have very rarely been friendly. So, yeah, and this is how it is now, because there there's very there's not any acknowledgement that the British media is um how terrible they've been to Megan. And like I said, there's always this this air of that you know if harry and megan just did things the way we want them to do it then it would be fine but <clears throat> you know they want you know i th i feel like members of the of the the royal correspondents on twitter you can f you know follow a bunch of them i follow well i don't follow as many of them right now but i do check in every once in a while to see what's happening and you can see that um, they're not happy that Harry and Meghan aren't doing the William and Kate thing. And I feel like that, first of all, they criticize Harry and Meghan for um, basically being too famous. They make them, they have made them famous. There's been just the interest in Meghan has been 
like way bigger than I think anybody expected. And I think it's also lasted a lot longer than they expected as well. Um, what they, what I believe they expected was for Harry and Meg, for it to be happy, like Harry and Meghan get married, you know, royal wedding, all fun. And then for Harry and Meghan to fade in the background as William and Kate emerge as these, you know, the future king and queen that everybody like can't stop talking about the future king and queen, even though Charles is the next king, um, you know, maybe the next king. Who knows when the queen dies? She's been queen so long that is just going to uproot everything. But that's for another day. So anyway, but Harry and Meghan didn't fade. The interest in Meghan didn't fade because she brought in a whole new group of royal watch she just brought in interest that they have never seen before because Megan is different she is the first uh black woman to be a member of the royal family she did have a career before unlike most of the women that marry in she did have a career before this um she had her own money she had she had a voice and so that's and people identify with her you can't overlook that that there are a bunch of people um black women just a women of color in general and just women in general who um who aren't like kate who don't marry the person that they went to college with um you know she's she's different and i think she her just she was she's different and that's what people liked and so you know go back you can go back to their first tour and you can um hear people like robert jobson saying you know the interest will fade uh, will fade in, the, in a couple of months and you know we'll we'll be covering william and kate because those are you know they're the important ones and you can go to every to uh the 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 Twitter feeds of every, almost every royal correspondent and they'll tell you and there'll be something there that they have said one day about how Harry and Meghan aren't that important. Uh, Harry's the sixth in line to the throne. You know, he'll never be king. Not that important. Meghan is not that important. Um, and just I th what I think was misguided thinking to think that the first woman of color to be a member of this institution is not that important um is a misconception and just to think that people would lose interest in her um especially when she was doing such amazing things um it was just they were wrong and there's been a lot of anger about that maybe some of it coming from palace courtiers maybe some of it uh coming from members of the family um and so there's been what uh certain people call the embiggening of uh the cambridges where it was just what i felt was sort of a um what felt like a false raising of the Cambridges, uh, you know, so sort of the small things that they were doing were being praised to such a level that made people think that they were doing something that they were doing even more than they were actually doing. And the great things that, um, 
Harry and Meghan were doing were being um, were being denigrated <clears throat> in a way that made you believe that they were making a ton of mistakes and they were doing something and that they were always doing something different than any other members of the royal family have done. When the truth is, Harry and Meghan have not done a whole lot different than other members of the royal family. I mean, until you get to this. Uh, like, this is different. But they have not done <clears throat> many things that are so different from other members of, that other members of the royal family have done in the past. Um, the way they presented their son. The queen didn't present... Um, prince charles until something like four months after he was born um charles is supposedly if is going is going to be a future king her first child she didn't introduce to uh the waiting public her heir she didn't introduce to the rain to the waiting public until he was like four four or five months months old um so yeah um the editing of British Vogue was treated like like Megan had just like she had done something really terrible um you know it was it, it was just criticized to the nth degree and you would think that no member and, and like uh who was it Dan Wooten got on television and said members of the royal family don't edit ma don't edit fashion magazines they you know they members of the royal family are supposed to be above that then you go and you say <clears throat> well members of the royal family Charles has edited uh the 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 british equivalent of like town and country uh talking about uh you know just rich people's houses um that's your future king uh editing a magazine um and it's like so people write about it you know the royal correspondents that are are trusted members in the media write about it and they act like the things that megan is doing are just so foreign to members of the royal family like these things have never been done and it's like yeah they have um and so since they're trusted since they're since they're supposed to be the experts since they're supposed to know the royal family um people sort of take their word and nobody ever looks back on it so when even when um stories get um even when stories get deleted or changed it's not uh there's no change going out so the the um the revision doesn't go out it's the original story stays out there so when that story came out that emily andrews wrote about how harry and megan uh refused to speak to their neighbors and there they had these rules that it called the may commandments that were on the that was on the front page of the sun you you know you hear about that story and it's like oh you know megan has rules don't look at me don't talk about my son don't we don't want to speak to our neighbors um and then you don't hear <laughs> you don't hear about it uh you know a few days later when um in this in the sun you know um uh someone that lives in windsor said yeah that meeting happened and it was a joke the list put out about harry and megan about all these requests by harry and megan uh was just a joke by somebody in the community and you know no harm no foul blah and it was like yeah 
that was just that never got picked up by the world's media that just got ignored so that people think Megan is a diva she doesn't want to talk to even though um even though as a royal correspondent Emily Andrews knew that Harry and Meghan don't have neighbors they live on the Windsor estate they don't have regular neighbors um they you know frogmore cottage is not just on a neighborhood street their neighbors can't walk up to their home uh and you know knock on the door they don't have the kind of neighbors that you and i have so you know she knew when she wrote that story that it was probably um either one a misunderstanding or two just an outright lie but she still wrote the story anyway and the sun put it on the front cover you know, misinformation that gets put out there and it's still something that people believe and they will continue to believe because they never read the retraction. Um, so yeah, I don't know what this means going forward. First of all, let's talk about these titles because, okay, the titles thing is <clears throat> Harry was born. I don't how do you even go into this? So, um, Harry was born into, he was born his Royal Highness, Henry Charles Albert David. Uh, he, that just is what it is. They, they, they could, I guess, um, decide to give their title to, to not use their titles to give their titles back. But there's no, uh taking away their titles their their hrh or the duke and duchess of sussex uh thing would require an act of parliament um so i don't know i guess it could happen but it, it won't um they're still members of the royal family the titles don't entitle them to money so i mean the titles are whatever like per, uh Princess Eugenie and Princess Beatrice both are HRHs and, you know, they have titles. Um, you know, they're both princesses, but, you know, it doesn't mean that they, they get money. It's, the title is just what it is. It's just a title. Um, it, it has no value. They don't get any money for it just because of the title. And um, so, yeah. And, and the queen can give titles to whoever she wants. So like, this doesn't matter. Like giving back the titles are just sort of, it's just sort of whatever. And Harry doesn't really have, um, <laughs> he doesn't have a last name. Um, when he's, he signs his name as Henry Wales. So, you know, his last name is not Wales, but that's the name that he, both he and William use when they're signing like documents or something like that. Um, when they're signing like official documents, they, they put their last name as Wales. That's not their last name. Uh, that's a part of their titles. They weren't born. They don't have last names. Um, uh, which is why Archie is Mountbatten Windsor, but neither, <laughs> neither Harry or Megan's last name is Mountbatten Windsor. Um, neither of them have last names right now. Uh, this is just so, <laughs> it's such a wild thing because, um, so yeah people are just really worried about these titles and they're going to keep their titles the title yeah so and the way it works it, the way it work is going to work is that when the queen dies <clears throat> the second she dies 
Charles is king. Archie is going to be his royal highness, Prince Archie Harrison, Archie Harrison. Um, so that's going to happen. There has to be a change, uh, a change in parliament, I believe, um, in order for a ch- either a change in parliament or um, Harry and Meghan have to renounce his title. But he's going to be um, an HRH, a prince, when Charles becomes king, the second he becomes king. Um, so that's just the way things work. And please, please, people, I need for people to stop talking about Princess Anne um, not having titles for her children. Princess Anne, Princess Anne's children, Zara and Peter Phillips, were never going to have titles they were never going to have an hrh they were never going to be a prince or princess because titles are passed down through the male line um the only thing that could have happened is that when she married captain um what's the i forget what ann's uh what zara and peter's father's name is but whatever whatever his name is something phillips um the queen could have given him like an earldom or something like that, but that wouldn't have made, he wouldn't have been, um, an HRH that wouldn't have made, um, Zara and Peter, um, a prince and princess that would have entitled them to be like, they would have been styled as the, the son and daughter of an Earl and they would have been Lord and lady, um, whatever, like Peter would have been Lord, uh, whatever, uh, the Phillips title would have been and uh, Zara would have been Lady Zara, <clears throat> whatever. So that's how it works. Um, just look at the the, the kids of uh, the Earl and Countess of Wessex, um, Sophie and Edward, uh, how their, their, their children are titled. Um, their son is Viscount Severn and their daughter is Lady Louise Windsor. So that would have been the same way, the same, the same would have happened with Zara and Peter. Um, so, cause it's, it just, it drives me mad when people say that Anne denied her children titles Anne didn't deny her children titles, sexism, uh, <laughs> in the British Royal family doesn't denied Anne's children titles because women cannot pass on their, uh, HRA title. This only goes through the male line. Um, so yeah, that's how this works. Um, another thing, the Sussexes, um, uh, like, I don't know what this means going forward. Like the, they, they're going to stop taking money from the sovereign grant. Um, that's from the queen. The queen gets that to, uh, to fund the royal family so their offices um all that um they're going to move their offices i guess out of bp because they're no go- longer going to be funded by the sovereign grant so the um sussex royal is going to have a separate office and um like this is just logistic stuff um like <laughs> there's okay and so now oh god the um the statement by the um 
The statement by the royal family. Um, this is some. This is wild because, okay, the statements. <laughs> um, the statements make it seem like Harry and Meghan did this. Um, without. Without telling anybody. And so, oh man. Um, so the statement released by Buckingham Palace um, says, discussions with the Duke and Duchess of Sussex are at an early stage. We understand their desire to take a different approach, but these are complicated issues that will take time to work through. So, yeah. So this sounds like Harry and Meghan put out the statement without and something else. Um, okay, so what I'm seeing now, I'm sorry, I'm just seeing, <laughs> I'm just seeing all this stuff. So what I'm seeing now is that Tom Bradby, the person that did their, um, that did the documentary, is saying that the information about what Harry and Meghan were doing had been leaked to the sun um and so before the sun could release it harry and megan put out their statement to try to get in front of it so this is some wild stuff and i don't know um i don't know how to, how to um i don't know <laughs> so, no, this statement. They're in the early. No, something is not right here. Um, even if like the somebody knew, like somebody Harry and Meghan have a website all done up for this. They were prepared for this, so. And somebody knew since they leaked it to the Sun and see. Okay, so a story came out yesterday, as I'm recording this, a story came out yesterday by Dan Wooten, an exclusive story saying that the Sussexes were moving to, um, were moving to Canada and they may be giving up their royal titles. Then today the Sussexes make this announcement and now the royal family put out this statement saying they didn't know about it you know you got i'm looking at twitter and you have um you have who was it johnny diamond saying that um members of the family are shocked by this and they're disappointed like come on you're disappointed i'm disappointed too i'm disappointed that you just you decided to support prince andrew instead of supporting megan um, that's what I'm disappointed in. Like, I don't want to hear about the disappointment of the queen or Charles or William, because all of these people, all three of them had the ability to do something about what was happening. I don't want to hear about disappointment from any of them. Um, I don't want to hear anything from any, of I'm so tired of them. I, you know, I didn't like William before. I like the queen less and less at time as time goes on. Charles, I could take him or leave him. You know, I like that he walked Megan down the aisle, but all of the goodwill that they got from me for that is like gone. I am done with them. You know, I don't even know what's going to happen with this podcast because um, 
while there was I have I like hate you know Sumi I like her you know she doesn't she's not the most dynamic personality but uh you know I get her uh <laughs> William I had no interest in I like Camilla but um this podcast <sighs> I, you know I went silent when the Sussexes went silent um and so did a lot of other royal podcasts I'm looking at all of the royal uh, of the official quote-unquote official royal podcast um who were doing zero while the Sus- Sussexes were gone and who only record episodes when the Sussexes have something to do so um I don't know what's going to happen with this podcast because I'm not going to be here covering just the Cambridges they are not that interesting um like I even said I've said before like even uh the cheating scandal was the most boring thing like like William has the most boring cheating scandal in the history of the world and so yeah I I don't know the Sussexes are going are quitting uh the royal family are this is what they get they they're getting exactly what they deserve because who i think it's Keir um Keir Simmons he works for uh NBC he's he's british he's he's british but he works for um he's an NBC news correspondent he doesn't cover the royal family but he is um he, he i don't know what he covers but he's an NBC news correspondent and he was saying months ago that it would be a mistake for the royal family to let Harry and Meghan be chased away. And he, I so believe with all my heart that that is so true to, I, it's just, I think it's such a huge mistake for them to have allowed this. And I don't know. I, I don't know what else to say. You guys, Um, I'm going to end it here and I'll come back when I have, um clearer thoughts and more to say this was like this is probably a rambling mess of an episode but I'm gonna put it out anyway because I said that I would so um I don't know when I'll be back when I get more information when the shock wears off when I don't know so yeah later gators (laughs)